Welcome to the top three podcasts for entrepreneurs, your place to get the very best tips, tricks, and tactics from today's most successful entrepreneurs. Here's your host, Stephanie Burns, founder of Chic CEO. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the top three podcast. I am Stephanie Burns, the founder of Chic CEO. And today I have with me Sally Hogshead. And Sally believes the greatest value you can add is to become more of yourself. Sally is a world class branding expert and best selling author. She discovered a new way to measure how people perceive your communication by finding out what makes you intensely valuable to others so the world will see you at your best. Sally rose to the top of the advertising profession in her early 20s, writing ads that fascinated millions of consumers. And over the course of her ad career, she's won hundreds of awards for creativity, copywriting, and branding, and was one of the most awarded advertising copywriters right from the start of her career, including almost every major international advertising award. Her internationally acclaimed book, Fascinate, Your Seven Triggers to Persuasion and Captivation, has been translated in over 12 languages, and The Science of Fascination is based on hogs, hog, hogsheads, hogsheads. How do you say hogsheads, Sally? Like that. <laughs> you know what's so great is that, that maitre d's and and hotel re- reservation people are always like, is it really hogshead? And, and or or they think it's a stage name, so it's hogshead, like the head of a hog, like the head of a hog. And here it is. I'm, I'm reading it. Hogsheads decade <laughs> of research with 300,000 participants, include dozen of excuse me, dozens of Fortune 500 teams, hundreds of small businesses, and over a 1,000 C-level executives. So, Sally, thank you so much for joining me today. I gave a little bit of your bio, and right before I hit record, we were talking a little bit about your fascination test that I took, which was so much fun. So give us a little bit more background about you. Tell us how you got into this um, and how you got really fascinated with the topic of fascination. Sure, sure. First of all, Stephanie, I want you to imagine what it feels like when you look in the mirror. And when you look at your own reflection, sometimes it feels great. And sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you, all you see staring back at you are, are the flaws, maybe maybe insecurities. And there's a lot of self-evaluation there. And so I thought about this. I thought about how a traditional personality assessment, it, it really only shows us from a certain perspective. But what if we could see what other people see in us at our best? In other words, imagine you're talking to your best friend or your favorite client or um, a, a partner that you adore and how they look at you and how they value you and they're attracted to you and they, they they rave about you and you feel so confident and so authentic. And when you see the best of how other people see you, it's so easy to be your best. It's so focused, so easy to focus on those things that you're already doing right. And so uh, about about 10 years ago, I began studying personality, and I combined it with my background in branding. And here's what I saw. What, what, what great brands do, brands like uh, my old clients, like Nike and Godiva and Target and Mini Cooper, what, what, what those brands do that's so extraordinary and so effective is they understand how the world sees them at their best. They understand how they're different, and they understand how to describe themselves immediately. Like when Nike says, just do it, or BMW says, the ultimate driving machine. Great brands know exactly how to describe themselves at their best and why they're different. Well, what if we could do that? Imagine if you could describe yourself 
instantly in those first few moments of an introduction. Imagine if you had the perfect words for your LinkedIn profile. Imagine if you could go into a meeting with a prospect or a potential client or an investor or an employee, and you knew exactly how that person was going to see you at your best so that you could just focus on what you were already doing right and that you could be seen at your most valuable And this is how I created the Fascination Advantage Assessment. I began my research 10 years ago after a a whole career in advertising. And I, I began studying those cues and signals that we're intentionally or unintentionally sending out. And, uh, and, and about four years ago, I began my, my research in earnest on high performers. I studied 300,000 professionals around the world. In, some of them were in companies like AT&T, GE, and uh, about 60,000 of them were female solopreneurs. And I found that there are patterns. There are patterns in people who communicate in a way that gets other people to fall in love with them, fall in love with their product, fall in love with their brand. And if you understand how people see you at your best, you can constantly be at your best. And it becomes so much more relaxing, so much easier to get in the flow when you can just focus on those those parts of your personality and, and, and your brand that are wooing people, winning them over, attracting them to your business and to you. So th- th- that, that brings us to this new book that I just released. It's named How the World Sees You. And when we were, when my publisher and I were working on the cover, I said, wouldn't it be amazing if we could put a mirror on the cover of the book, a mirror that doesn't just reflect your flaws and insecurities, but If we could show people a new perspective on themselves based on how the world sees you at your best. And so when you take the Fascination Advantage Assessment, it gives you kind of a free taste, a sample of how the world sees you at your best so that you you can start to understand and articulate this and, and hone in on your most valuable qualities. I love that, and I I loved taking the test. And you're right; the personality tests that we we've taken since we were kids, or you know, uh, when we start our first job, or anything like that. It really is more almost about kind of how we work and and work with each other, but it's not really about how others see us. So I love your tests, and I I think it's really um, really valuable. And we were just talking. I am the talent, which. Woo-hoo! Very res- much, you know, it really resonated with me. I, I am okay being in front of people and I, you know, I like to, um, you know, I like to, to be outgoing and, and out front. So I really loved uh, learning more about that. And, and then I had my team do it as well. And so it was really fun to see what they were because it really, uh, it really showed them how I see them as well. So I, I adore your tests and I think everybody should, should head on over and definitely definitely take that up. So <clears throat> Sally, tell us a surprising secret about you, something that we can learn, uh, to, to just learn a little bit more deeper about you. I'm a reality TV junkie. Now, you, <laughs> you can't tell anybody this, okay? I just, like to me, watching reality TV is like it's the ultimate junk food. I feel so indulgent, and it's such a fabulous way to relax. And it can be any kind of reality TV. The, the actually, the cheesier the better. It's it, it's it's like getting a little a little brain massage. So, what's your favorite? 
Oh gosh, I mean, where what isn't really? I, it, and I only need a dose of like twenty minutes. I mean, anything from Real Housewives to those those the ones where it's it's um it, the one that's the obstacle course where the participants have to go. Um, but I mean, back in the I go all the way back to Survivor. You know, really, yeah, um, American Idol for sure. The Voice. I don't know. It's 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 a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> it's, it's it's deliciously lowbrow. I, you know, sometimes I, I get hooked into Kardashians and I can't even help it. <laughs> I can't even help it. Well, and I, I love to read, love, you know, I'm, I'm constantly reading and I figure that I, I can give myself a break and, and give me some little Kardashians to see what's going on in the world. I love it. And actually, there's a good point here, Stephanie, that, that when we think of the word fascinating, that there, there's fascinating in a good way and there's fascinating in a not good way. We don't want to be fascinating like a spectacle. You know, you don't want to be, you, you, you don't want, it's like, you know, a car accident, I couldn't look away. You know, it, the Kardashians are just one flavor of fascinating. And here's what I, here's what I mean by that word. Fascination is an intense focus. And I want you to think about the last time that you were reading a book or engaged in a really juicy business conversation or maybe even watching reality TV and you felt completely immersed and you stopped thinking about the time, you stopped thinking about those text messages flooding into your iPhone, you quit thinking about the stresses or what to feed the kids for dinner and instead you totally focused in that moment. And if we could look at your brain neurologically in that moment, your brain is opening up into a state of relaxed happiness. And uh, neurologists describe this as being in the flow or being in the zone uh, and and a neurologist that I worked with in developing this new book, he just said that your brain looks exactly like it does when you're falling in love. That when you're in that state of flow with your work or with your family or with a great discussion, that your brain looks like it's falling in love. So imagine if you knew how that you were most likely to fascinate your client, your customer, your prospect. And you could get their brain, you could get their brain into this state of flow, uh, get them to fall in love with you, get them into this state of yes, where they're yummy, they're receptive, they want to join you, they want to buy from you, they want to believe you, connect with you. That's the goal here. The goal isn't for you to stand out just for the sake of being different. The goal is for you to be able to articulate who you are in a way that feels so confident and comfortable and authentic to you that you can just keep coming back to it like a home base. You don't have to constantly reinvent who you are and do all that work of trying to write your LinkedIn profile or introduce yourself in a meeting, which gets you out of that state of flow. Oh, I love that. That's so awesome. I, I feel, I don't know if I feel like I'm falling in love when I'm watching reality TV, but I think that's a really interesting um way because if we can get our customers to fall basically which like you're saying fa be fascinated by what we're doing and who we are and they get that feeling of falling in love then yeah brand evangelists come running and and you have ambassadors that's that's amazing may, may i add something to yeah, that absolutely imagine when you're talking to somebody if, you, if you've ever had a crush on somebody or ever felt infatuated i want you to just recapture for a moment what that feels like you you're 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 not in a state of no you're in a state of wanting to connect your barriers drop, you stop being cynical, you stop being skeptical, and you feel like you want to you, you, you want to build a relationship. And sometimes this isn't even just romantically. It might it might be that you're you're listening to a speaker who's totally mesmerizing to you. And in that moment, you feel like you don't have to sit there and 
figure out what what to wear and what to say and how to stand and what to do. You just it it it's like you just drop all that pretense. You're not wearing a mask. You are you're fully in that moment. And this is when we have our peak moments. This is our peak experiences when we can be in this state of flow. And in my research, I found that there's a, there's a direct correlation between how fascinated you are by your work and the amount of income that you make. So there's a real uh, economic benefit here that if we can find more ways to be more fascinated by our work, to be more in the flow and to get other people in that flow with us, then the, 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 there's a real literal payoff there waiting for us. Wow, that's really interesting. I've, I haven't heard that before. I didn't know that, that uh, being more fascinated with your work actually correlates to your bottom line. You, I, I might have guessed it, but I wouldn't have known until I saw the numbers. Right, exactly. Wow, that's interesting. So, Sally, we always like to ask for a success quote, something that you use to guide your day, use to guide your business. Tell us what success quote you live by. The greatest value that you can add is to become more of yourself. If you want to add value to your clients, in other words, if you want them to not just buy you on the basis of price or convenience, if you want people to really advocate for you and champion you and be loyal to you and refer you, then all you need to do is to become more of yourself. You don't have to change who you are. You just have to become more of who you are. But first, you have to figure out who you are at your best so you can keep coming back to that over and over again like a compass. And that's what I describe in this new book, How the World Sees You. It's describing it. Well, you take the personality assessment and then you go and um, find in the book. And I literally give you the adjectives, the actual words that you can cut and paste and use that to describe yourself at your best. Oh, wow. And where can people find your book? Just real quick. They can find it at, online at, at Amazon. They can go to Barnes & Noble. Or if uh, if they want to learn more, they can go to howtheworldseesyou.com and find all, all kinds of insider information about the book. So exciting. Congratulations on that. I'm Yeah, thank I'm, you. I'm so happy for you. Um, so let's move into your top three tips for entrepreneurs who want to fascinate. And your first tip is high performers communicate differently. They have a personality specialty and you need one too. So tell us what you mean by that. Sure. When we when we studied these 300,000 professionals and we started identifying which ones are most effective in how they communicate, in other words, which ones get the best result, build the best teams, motivate, inspire, close the deal, we found that high performers do one thing very differently than everybody else, and that is that they have a specialty. So let me describe what I mean, Stephanie. Um, do you have a favorite restaurant that has a specialty, a special dish they serve, maybe a special cocktail? Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's a lavender cocktail at um, this little Italian place here in San Diego that I love. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I want you to think about that lavender cocktail. You could go to one of I think one time I read that San Francisco has 4,000 restaurants. So you, you could go to the best of the best of the best. You could go to the most expensive or the most exotic. But you love this Italian restaurant because they serve a lavender cocktail, right? Mm -hmm. It's very attractive to you. It's almost like it's that feeling of you're connected to the restaurant. And if they said to you, you know what? We've raised our prices on the lavender cocktail. It's now $2 more. Or they said, oh, you have to order 30 minutes in advance. It's less convenient. You probably would still continue to because – you're loyal to it, you're fascinated by it, you're excited by it. Well, that's that restaurant has a specialty. In the same way, your personality has a specialty. It's it's already it's already built in you. It's already it's 
it, it's totally natural. This is not the same as marketing or personal branding. This is about identifying what are those qualities, those traits within you that make people really excited to do business with you. Just like that lavender cocktail. Make them, they'll pay more money. They will drive across town to work with you instead of somebody else. They'll seek you out. They'll refer you. But your specialty, there isn't just one type of specialty. For some people, that specialty is that they're fantastically detail-oriented. They're meticulous. They're analytical. They're accurate. They're great with systems, great with frameworks. When somebody is highly detailed, um, they, they're going to attract the kind of customers that want background, that want data, information. Well, that's very different than somebody that tends to be very powerful, very confident. They're an authority. They come into the room. They're a natural leader. They're in command. They're in control. They're confident. Um, those are two very different specialties. But whichever specialty you already have built within you, the more that you can accentuate that and build your marketing around that, build your brand around that, but most importantly, build your career and your business around that, the easier it gets and the more profitable it becomes. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so cool. Thank you, Sally. So your second tip is every time you communicate, you're either adding value or you're taking up space. Yeah, yeah, this is, and I know it, it sounds a little bit harsh, but we need to have a criteria. We need to have a filter for how we communicate. Here, here's what I found in my study on communication. There, there are two different types of communication. There's communication that adds value and there's communication that takes up space. Communication that adds value uh, is when when you're in a meeting and somebody raises their hand and they give you an insight. They tell you something you didn't already know. Maybe it's information. Maybe it's even entertainment. Maybe they just told a joke. But you you respond by wanting more of whatever they gave you. On the other hand, imagine we're in that same meeting room, somebody raises their hand and they're just, they make a, they make a comment that doesn't add to the conversation. It's just like, ugh, like you, you kind of want to block them out. You know what I mean? You stop listening to them. The room kind of tunes out that person. Well, in the same way, when we email our email list or when we put a marketing message on social media or we meet a prospect for the first time, we're either adding value or we're taking up space. Either we're giving them quality information and insight that they can't get somewhere else that, that increases the quality of, of um, the, the person's experience or results that we're talking to, or we're, we're just yammering on in a way that makes them want to block our communication, almost the way you would block spam coming into your inbox. You don't want people to filter out your communication. You want them, you want them to ask for more communication. So... If if I know my fascination profile, then I would be in a better position to communicate from where I know best in order to fascinate people and not take up space, is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I'll give you a really literal example, very tangible for my own business. Um, I have 13 employees. We have an amazing team. And uh, the name of the company is How to Fascinate. And what we promise to clients is fascinating communication. We're going to help them create more fascinating communication. And um, so when sometimes I would, I would go into an event and I would have spent um, days or weeks, maybe even months, working on a big presentation or a speech or in some way I was going to be very involved and there was a, a really big um, – a, a big push we had to do behind it. And then the client is thrilled and they love it. And they're so happy. And there's this like bubble that surrounds us. And they're just, oh, we love this. And then I fly home and there's a receipt for a hot dog 
that gets lost somewhere in my purse. And then all of a sudden there are 10 emails that go back and forth between me and my client in which there's like a paperwork trail of where's the receipt for the hot dog. And all of a sudden all the communication has gone from, we love it. You added so much value. Our audience, everybody here is so inspired. We, 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 now we know what to do. All of a sudden it turns into where's the receipt because Betty in accounting wants the receipt and it becomes a huge pain in the neck for the person that I have tried to impress and I've worked for days or weeks or months to add value to them and all of a sudden I'm taking up space and I'm the one that they're mentally associating with the lost receipt. So I made a decision about a year ago that I was no longer going to do expense reports and I was simply going to take them off the table because they were causing a hassle for everybody and it's not how I want to get in front of my clients. I don't want to talk about expense reports. I want to talk about fascinating, but fascinating them, allowing them to fascinate their customers. So um, so what we do now instead is we uh, we do everything as a flat fee. It's all, it's non-negotiable. It's stated up front. There are no surprises. I don't have to worry about my receipt for Cinnabon. And, the, and, and, and I can focus on delivering something my clients really want instead of distracting from the conversation with messages that get in the way. And that's what I recommend that we all do. If you're not adding value, you're taking up space. So take a look at every single way that you interact with your audience, with your followers, with your clients, with your prospects, with, with all the people that you need to earn their respect and attention. And take a look at every, every message that you put out there. Is it adding value or is it taking up space? That's so great. Oh, I really, really love that. I, I think looking at your touch points of communication in a 360-degree angle is, is really important. And, and kudos to you for, for making that decision and, and seeing that that could be pretty detrimental. It's one little receipt. You wouldn't think it would be that big of a deal. But in the scheme of things, yeah, it actually changes a lot. Yeah, in terms of touch points, if I if I have if I have worked incredibly hard to have five touch points where I totally over delivered, and then I have five touch points that are a source of aggravation, annoyance, and time suckage, that's not a good balance. And so we all have permission to build our business and our career the way we want to. So don't feel like anything is a requirement. D- Build your business around your core personality ad- advantages so that you can become more of who you are instead of trying to change who you are. Yep. Actually, that's awesome. So the third tip you have is instead of focusing on strengths, focus on differences. So what do you mean by that? Have you ever done a, a traditional personality assessment like StrengthsFinder, Myers-Briggs? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are a lot of great assessments that tell you your strengths. The problem is that if you really want to stand out in your market, if you want people to come to you for something that you do differently, you can't focus on strengths. Strengths become a commodity. They're good at something. You're good at something. And if you focus your 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 business around trying to outdo somebody else at what they're already doing right, then you're on the hamster wheel. That's not a good place to be. You know, you're you're eating somebody's dust. So instead, take a take a lesson from marketing. Brands don't look at the ways in which they are strong. They don't look at strengths. They look at differences. How is Gillette razor different than generic razor? How is this bottled water different than tap water? And the more clearly you can define your differences, even if they're subtle, even if they're minuscule, if you can own that and you can have those words which I give you in the book, How the World Sees You. If you can apply those words that I give you into your marketing, into your conversation, into your social media, then it becomes much easier for your prospect and your customers to understand how you're different so that you can just keep focusing on that instead of getting on that hamster wheel again. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Sally, we like to end our podcast with a challenge, a challenge that you can give our community 
to uh, that would impact their business today or impact their life, what would you challenge our community to do today? I'm gonna. I, here's my. I I have a challenge, and if I may, I'd like to offer an invitation. Sure. The, the challenge is if you don't know your own value. Don't expect anyone else to. It's not your client's job or your customer's job to know your value. It's not your, your social media follower's job to know your value. It's your job. And so when you can identify that value, you can keep being more and more valuable, making more and more money, but more importantly, being more and more fulfilled and having more of that state of flow. And I believe that if we're committed to that for ourselves, then we have to be committed to that for other people out in the world, committed to that for um, for uh, for our clients and customers, of course, but also to the people that that create the whole web of our lives. So I created a program named Project Fascination, and you can you can check it out at projectfascination.com. And the program was was developed that instead of charging people thirty seven dollars per assessment, that we were just simply going to make it available that for a limited period of time that you could pay it forward and you could get a free code that gives you a hundred assessments, which is thirty seven hundred dollars, and that you could share that with your Twitter followers or your Facebook followers or your email list or even donate it to a to a nonprofit. So it's a pay it forward. Whatever your value is if you can give that value to other people in a way that allows them to become more valuable, that's the greatest value you can add. That's amazing. So people can go to projectfascination.com? They can. They can go to projectfascination.com. And for a limited amount of time through August, where um, they, can, they can instantly sign up for a code and they get an advocate's kit. And they can immediately download their kit. And their kit gives them a custom code. They can post on Facebook. They can post it on Twitter. And, um, and they can, we, have a, a, we have a community of advocates. There are about 2,000 advocates. And they can join for free. And they get all kinds of cool insider tips about how they can be applying everything that we were talking about today, Stephanie, not only for themselves, but also for, for, for the people that they serve in their business. Very cool. Awesome. Sally, this was really, really amazing to talk to you. I really admire your work and I can't wait to uh, see what's next for you and, and how you're about to go change the world. Seriously. Oh, so. thank you, Stephanie. Thank you so much. I'm a huge fan of what you do. I love the way you give such great, uh, clear inspiration, but also tools on, on your site. And so having the opportunity to talk with you finally in person is a real thrill for me. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Sally. And I hope to have you back on soon. I'd love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Top 3 Podcast. If you're looking to start a business, come on over to chic-ceo.com to get all of the information you need to get moving. If you're looking to grow your existing business, you aren't quite ready for a business coach, but you know you need some higher level business strategy, the Chic Elite program is a perfect fit. So head on over to chic-ceo.com to check out all the resources and for the show notes to today's episode.